0: Welcome to the Marie Manucherry Podcast. Over the last 30 years, it has been my joy to assist humanity in aligning with their magnificence so they may heal, discover their natural gifts, and communicate with loved ones living on the other side. May you also experience delight while we dance in the powerful intuitive world of energy. Let's get going. Hello, I'm Marie Mangacherry, and welcome to my podcast where energy meets the divine. I'm thrilled to be here and I hope you enjoy our new version of taking questions from callers and answering them on a program. Previously, I've done live radio for over 14 years and people would call into the station, wait a long time to be able to give their question. And now you can simply go to my website or to Podbeam where our podcast is hosted And click on a link so that you can leave a voicemail that we will play here when I am giving you a podcast. So, today, and thank you so much for all of you who have already given us your questions. I truly appreciate it. Thank you for inviting us into your home, your heart, your energy. And today, let's talk a little bit about humanity and souls. We are all, first and foremost, souls. We have brought part of our energy into this human reality. There are many, many realities throughout the multi-universes. So there's many universes. Even modern science has proved this, which is very exciting. I always believe modern science proves spirituality. Quantum physics in general understands the movement of subatomic particles and everything is made out of subatomic particles, even the little, uh, Earbuds in my ears, the device that you're listening through or watching, everything's made out of subatomic particles. Your energy is so big. Your huge soul, it's as big as a house, literally a a large house, like a 4,000 square foot home. That's how big your soul is. And it looks to me like a red fleshy heart. It's really beautiful. It's very alive. It's incredibly intelligent. It's, It's a genius. Truly, you are all parts of creation, meaning you're all God, or whatever word you want to use, if that word isn't your favorite. You are a universe. You are beyond the beyond. You are one with the divine. And when you decide to come have an existence here on earth, you leave the majority of your energy, your subatomic particles, your soul in the heavens. I often call This place, this dimensional reality, the heavens, the fifth dimension. You and I live on the third dimension. The fourth dimension is between worlds, where a lot of interesting things happen, where we can visit past lives, where mediums may rest their energy so that they can communicate between worlds, where energy workers absorb huge amounts of subatomic particles to help shift the consciousness of humanity and help bodies heal. So the majority of your energy is in the heavens. And when you are in alignment, that means that you, it means many things, alignment, by the way, there's a physical aspect to it. There's an emotional aspect to alignment. There's an energetic aspect to alignment. When you are in alignment, you connect to this bigger force field of energy that rests in the fifth dimension, your soul. And that's where you get channeled information, knowledge, to help you make great decisions while you're here on earth, but also to help you heal past experiences because all of your experiences are perfect. Exactly the way they are perfect. Exactly the way they are. All of your experiences are like that. And your logical mind's not going to be able to give you information about that. It it will not give you the clarity that you need. It's logical. You're looking for spiritual knowledge, the genius of your higher self to help you come to terms with something that is bothering you and putting you in an analytical processing, exhausting, unhelpful um, rambling of your mind. (laughs) Most people just wish things had never happened, but Hopefully you're in a place in your own growth of consciousness that, you know, everything's happening for profound reasons. Your soul is so big and vast and has had so many experiences that it's looking for healings, new perceptions, new awarenesses. And those come from the contractual experiences that exist here on earth because you chose to come here. Coming to earth is not losing a lottery. It's a choice that every soul makes to give part of itself to a human form, to live out in a beautiful part of the galaxies, to experience love in a physical way and companionship, compassion, knowledge, hopefully intuition, insight, and awareness so that we can step into our multisensory awareness. So I welcome you to our podcasts. We will air a new one live every Thursday at 9 a.m., And we wish you a great adventure while you are experiencing life with all of us together. So I'm going to go now to at least one of the voicemails that was left on the website, energyintuitive.com, so I can answer questions. I've been answering questions for over 25 years. It's, It's actually pretty easy for me and fun. And thankfully, it's been very helpful for many people. Even if you're not asking a question, a person will be asking a question for you that's important for you. So the answers will work for many, not just one.
1: So here we go. Um... Hi Marie, how are you guys doing? My name's Sherry, and I'm calling about an issue that's been ongoing. I called a few years ago for the same issue, Um, the issue is, I'm assuming it's kind of like tendonitis, carpal tunnel. The physio says it's tennis elbow in both elbows and carpal tunnel. I'm not quite sure exactly what it is, um, but it's been ongoing for years and it also comes with rib pain in the center of my back. So a few years ago, you told me to do what if questions specifically for that and visualizing energy, which I have done almost every day since then and it's kind of come and gone and recently I'm in a in probably one of my worst times with it where I'm not really able to do a lot of day-to-day activities and I'll get like a lot of aching in my ribs when I do exercise so I'm really eager to heal this for good and I'm not quite sure what I'm doing wrong um I know that I I definitely have some throat chakra stuff going on and probably some heart chakra stuff. I am a mom of four, so I'm giving a lot of energy. (laughs) So yeah, the only piece of advice of yours that I didn't take was I didn't uh, start eating or stop eating nightshades only because changing my diet when when I'm cooking for such a large family is challenging. Plus, I love potatoes. I don't eat a ton of nightshades, but I do eat them. So I just wondered your advice on healing this um, kind of permanently. And if there's anything new that you're seeing as far as, you know, what I'm doing or not doing. Um, All right. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be on the show. Uh, Thank you so much. It's lovely to hear your voice again. I don't
0: remember our original conversation. I talked to so many people um, from many places in the world, but there is something new that I do know. There's a wonderful enzyme. It's called serapeptase, and it's really great at breaking up proteins that can lead to a lot of joint pain for a lot of people. Um, The dosage that's recommended is 120,000 units. Uh, so when you're if you're going to buy serapeptase, just keep that in mind. You may not want to start there. You might want to start with a lower dose, like sixty units versus one hundred twenty thousand. So sixty thousand units, excuse me, might, might want to start with half the dosage. But wrists, hands, it all, are about the heart chakra. Um, your rib cage is, of course, about the heart chakra too. The elbows are divided between the heart chakra and the fifth chakra. So speaking your truth, whatever that is. But when, when I look at people and they're having problem with their hands, which typically do affect their wrists as well, it's because you're not asking for help. You're not letting people help you. I mean, you can have a large family, but if you're not letting people help you, maybe even hiring someone to help you every once in a while, then it's going to be difficult to help your hands get better. I would at least reduce the nightshades. If that's something I said before and you didn't partake in that, then it's probably still something that would be really useful. The heart chakra is the highest receptivity center. And you said in your message that you give and give and give, well, you have to stop. I don't care if you have 20 kids, you're going to have to figure out a different way to be in the world so that you have balance. Your body is screaming at you that you don't have enough balance, that you're over giving, you're over nurturing. And you were like this before you had children. It takes a long time to break down cartilage and tendons and ligaments and bones. It takes a long time to let that happen. So I would change your life significantly and making sure you're having plenty of your time. You're doing things that are fulfilling for you that have nothing to do with your family, you know, because you are a separate being besides being a parent. You're way more than that. And if you're not allowing that into your life then your body clearly isn't happy with that. Someone else That may be exactly what is in their highest good, to be devoted to their family. Their body thrives in the experience. It could be a brand new one for them. Many times souls get so caught up in repeating familiar choices, which is not recommended. Just because it feels familiar doesn't mean it's in our best interest. And your soul just may have said, hey, if I choose again to be an overgiver, do everything within your power to get my attention so that I learn to be a receiver. And your body's still talking to you. So you haven't made enough changes that would be in your best interest. I think the seropeptase will help a lot. I would also have your hormones checked to make sure they're in good balance. Sometimes when estrogen starts to drop, women in particular um, will feel joint pain. Uh, And we want you to stay active. But I think it's also funny that your body doesn't want you to be that active, not in the tasks that you're doing. The devotion that you have for your family is not in your best interest. And I know I'm being very direct, but the universe is asking me to as an intuitive, my energy may change from person to person based on what they need. So sometimes when I come across strong, like that's how I'm interpreting it right now, as I'm speaking to you, Sherry, if probably if we were live and I would ask you, if my words are strong, you would say no, because that has been the response I've received. 99.9% of the time when I talk to someone in what I think is a strong way, they love it. Sometimes the people listening to my response when it's not directed to them, they don't love it. I think it's very interesting. So my energy will change from person to person. Your body likes the direct approach. You don't like wiggle room. And probably I was too nice about don't eat the nightshades. But more importantly, make sure your life is not just about everyone else that you're taking care of, that it's equally about you too. So you need to figure out what makes you happy besides the family, because there's more to life than that. Okay. Thank you for calling in. So let's go on to the next person. I'm going to uh, listen to Christy right now. I have not previewed these questions. I'm the type of intuitive that likes to go in cold. So when someone makes an appointment to have a session with me, and I'm sorry that there's a wait, there has been for many years now, um, I know nothing about their situation uh, at all. I look at their name moments before I get onto the platform Zoom to communicate with them, unless it's on the phone, which I I don't prefer as much. Try to make your appointment on Zoom if you make one with me. It's just a lot more fun for me. Uh, And because I don't want my logical mind to be confused with intuition. Intuition will never make sense to the logical mind ever. And when you're practicing your intuition, and and some people do when they listen to shows like mine, they're kind of listening to what the reader might say to see if that's what they would have said, or if they have similar impressions, which I think is exciting. It's a great way to learn. So I'm going to go listen to Christy and uh, I hope you're enjoying the show. I am. Hi there,
2: Marie. This is uh, Christy Hemovich. Um,
0: I was in your
2: uh, program at St. Edwards um, with my husband, Ted, Uh, the only other well, second gentleman there. Um, My question to you is um, what modality you see for healing uh, others, me healing others, along with myself. Um, So I'm in Seattle, Washington, and uh, at this moment, and if you're compelled to talk about health, because I know you love it, uh, we touched upon my health was being um, affected by me letting in a lot of energy from other people, reading a lot of energy and letting that in. And perhaps you would want to share what that may be or what I could focus on that's uh, really really in there for me to focus on with health, um, with Western as well. Um, okay, that's it. And I thank you so much. I hope you're well and yeah, take care. See you soon.
0: That was a really fun workshop, by the way, it was my second in-person workshop since we returned to, more activities inside um, the self-help workshop. It was two days. I will be doing it again next year. I don't think we've put it on the calendar yet. I think it will be in the fall of next year, 2024. In the class, I know we talked about the auric field because I always talk about energy because everything's about energy. Everything's made out of subatomic particles. So the more we understand that we are trillions and trillions of particle mass, either expanding or contracting, I think it's invaluable. And a lot of people, when they feel drained by other people's energy, it's because their aura, which is meant to be the size of three city blocks in every direction, above you, below you, all sides of you, front and back, literally three city blocks. Most people keep their aura at seven feet. And that is kind of the way we discuss it in the textbook fashion, because each layer of the aura is very uniquely divided in colors, structure, combinations of language. It's it's very interesting and profound. The third layer of the auric field, which is called the mental plane, most people leak a lot of their life force when they're helping others if the third layer of their auric field is not intact. And typically it means that they probably have a lot of self-critical thoughts in their mind and they're repeating them and it's weakening the, uh, the third layer of the auric field. And the third layer of the auric field is yellow in color. It's structured, has a whole bunch of beautiful beams of light moving in vertical and horizontal directions. It, it holds a lot of the aura together. So when that third layer is weak, then the other layers of the auric field also become weak. And in the class, I recommended an exercise from Barbara Burnham's book, The Hands of Light. I don't know what page it's on, but it's called The Orc-Filled Exercise. If you don't have this book, you can rent it from a library. It was published in the 80s. So It has some excellent tidbits about energy and awareness and consciousness. And I would recommend doing the Orc exercise for, you know, 10 minutes every day for about eight to nine months for most people, maybe a year even. So I know we talked about that, Christy, when uh, we were in class and, and then today, when I was listening to your voice, because maybe you started that exercise, I'm not sure, um, I noticed that your auric field isn't, you know, three city blocks in every direction. So I would work on expanding your auric field. And to do that, you simply feel safe and vulnerable, um, something to work on, really feeling safe here in the world that nothing... Nothing can really hurt us. I mean, we have these human perceptions about things, but we are, remember, most of self is not even here on the planet. Most of our energy is way outside of the human realm, hanging out in the heavens in the fifth dimension. And we bring parts of ourselves, parts that can help us heal, parts that are very aware and conscious that can also assist in that healing. We bring that to the physical realm. And we allow ourselves to have experiences that most of us are translating through the logical mind, which is a very limited perception of reality, a very limited perception of how we could shift or change. We feel many times that we can't change at all, or that we can't fix something or heal something or make something be profoundly healthier for us. So I would work on feeling safe on the planet. I would work on Creatively experiencing your auric field getting bigger, or you could simply imagine that it's stretching through city blocks in every direction, and that will help you have more energy. Your auric field will fill up with more subatomic particles. The bigger it is, the more it will absorb. The universe is not a vacuum, so when an opening occurs, more particles move in. That's what I would recommend, and of course all the things you learned in the workshop about loving yourself that will help enormously and will help you become more vulnerable and feel safe. As for a modality, I always recommend that people study what makes them happy. So if you don't know how to feel your joy, you need to work on that first. And then I would just start looking at different modalities. There's hundreds of them throughout the world. And when you run a, cross one where the name or something about it is curious and fun and brings joy to you, that's the one I would study. For me, Reiki is still my favorite, most favorite modality. That's why I teach it every year. I will be teaching it in Seattle in May of 2024. Okay, I'm going to go on to another question. Hi, Marie.
2: Hi, thank you so much in advance. It's been a pleasure listening to you over the years and appreciate everything you do. Um, I was hoping for just some guidance in these two areas of my life. Um I've been feeling kinda lost and not sure direction wise as far as my career. And a little bit with my love life too. Um, it'd be great to hear if my guys have any messages in regards to that of what I should be doing. Um, Kind of feel better in those areas. And just an overall energy reading would be greatly appreciated. So thank you again. Thank you so much.
0: Of course, Maya. I think it's funny though that people want to know so much about prominent areas in their life in a very short program. Uh, if, if you want to have more information, then a session would be the best with me or someone else. But I will say, Maya, what came up to me while you were asking these really important questions is your lack of self-love. And it's really tricky to create a career path that brings you the fulfillment and joy and success that you desire and to create a, a love that is fulfilling and delicious and amazing for you when you have a significant lack of self-worth and self-love. It's it's, it's practically impossible. And it could be very annoying. You could have the best list to check off. You could make all the critical Decisions that seem omnipresent to you, that you feel like you're conscious and you're aware as you're making choices, but people can only love you to the level that you love yourself. You will only allow yourself to have someone in your life that loves you to the level that you love yourself. Someone who could love you to the degree that you wish to be loved won't be attracted to you if you won't allow them to love you and into that depth, into that ecstasy of incredible mutual fulfillment. And you won't attract career paths or people who can support you so that you can grow within a company if you don't have enough self-love. So that's what you need to work on. And that's what I see when I look at your energy system. You're receiving energy through the back of your heart chakra beautifully, but it's really gray. It's not a high-frequency vibration. It feels like a burden, it feels heavy, it's low vibrational frequency. Energy has all different types of vibration, and we want to absorb. High vibrational energy um, to our beautiful and amazing bodies. So, you have to get happier, um, choose things to do every day that bring you joy. This morning, I went for a walk with Charles, it was like 37 degrees. I was very bundled. I didn't even put a coat on him, he would just seemed perfectly fine. He's got a very curly, tight uh, hair on his body. I was freezing. Although it's one of my favorite things to do to walk Charles halfway through the walk, because I was going to stop and come back to the car. And he looked at me like I would, had crushed him because you know, he knew what I meant. Like, okay, that's enough for me. I'm going to the car. And I even had a cup of hot liquid in my hand, gloves, hat, two coats, you know, but instead I thought, okay, what can I do in this moment that would make me happy? and I dipped into a craft store. I didn't have my wallet, so I couldn't purchase anything at the, in the moment, but they let you take dogs in this particular store. And I just walked around, warmed up, looked at cute you know, Christmas de- decorations, and took my time walking around the store until I was all nice and toasty. And then I finished our walk. So every day, every minute of every day, you have a choice. You have a choice about what would bring you joy, not what, what is responsible for you to do, not what's in the best interest of others, but what will bring you joy. And doing that consistently is what frees us to have incredible opportunities and healthy energy and helps us to love ourselves more because when we do things that are joyful, we feel valuable, we feel worthy and deserving. I hope that's helpful. Keep us posted. Thanks for calling. Okay. So we've talked about about a lot of things so far today on the new podcast. And thank you for tuning in and listening. And as you all know, if you've ever listened to me before, if you're a new listener, welcome. I am addicted and devoted to the concept of self-love. I think it is so undervalued and yet it is not a thought. It's an actual experience to love yourself is like, The feelings and the experience you have when you're loving someone else, not worry, that is not self-love and that is not loving to give to anyone. That's not helpful no matter what, but think of someone in your life that you have loving feelings towards and let yourself get into the energy of loving them and then, and then turn that energy around towards yourself. Let yourself love yourself in a way that you never imagined, let let it move into your body. Imagine that all the pores on your skin are opening up and you're sucking in this deep abiding love, just like the love you have for others, whether it's a pet, a mountain, a child, a parent, a lover, whoever it is, a color Artwork, museums. I, I was in a museum in Florence, Italy, about twelve years ago. I still think of the museum today. It was huge. You could probably spend a week there, with food breaks in between and naps, and never really, you know, fill yourself up with the art. There, it was so beautiful, and the way they displayed the furniture, the way the light was coming in to the building. When I think of this place, which is often, it's like a spontaneous thought. So clearly I have to go back to Florence, Italy. I will then transfer that same curiosity, joy, excitement that I had and still have for this beautiful museum into myself, into my own body, that you are just as precious as anything that you have ever witnessed or experienced that has knocked your socks off. You are that valuable. Okay, we're going to go to probably our last caller uh, for this podcast.
1: Hi, Marie. It's Janine here from Tasmania. A big thank you for all you do. I would love a mediumship reading from my mum. I'm sure she is with many others, family and friends on the other side. Thanks for teaching how to love ourselves and follow our joy.
3: It works. Love you. Bye.
1: Oh,
0: that is so incredibly sweet. And of course, and you know, we love it when people tell us where they are calling from, Um, because it's just really nice to, to see that we're all one, we're all connected. It doesn't matter how far we are away from each other. We have an incredible bond that goes beyond light years. Um, our connection is quite lovely. Uh, and yes, uh, Janine, your mother is having a wonderful time on the other side. She's she has been hanging out with family and friends. She's also been visiting you because she feels like you're a trailblazer for the family. That you have always been more of a curious seeker, and I don't think that it was necessarily put off for you, which is so wonderful when you are part of a family that allows you to be whom you are, or at least doesn't ask too many questions, <laughs> right? I mean, our family members don't have to agree with us, but I think it's really annoying when we're in a family situation where people are in their logical mind, when we're having a spiritual awareness or a conscious input, they're asking so many how, what, where, when, and why questions that have nothing to do with the experience you're having right now or the information that you're taking in and explaining with your family so your mother is actually learning from you. She's taking notes. She says in her next reincarnation, she hopes to be a lot more like you. And she hopes to feel a stronger connection to the divine, to the universe that you, she says every day seek out. And I actually agree with that. So many people think that intuitives We're just naturally bombarded with information. And I'm not saying that isn't true. We, we do have, or we allow ourselves to be connected, but we're also choosing where to gaze, what to connect to. We're, we're choosing to stop. We're choosing to wait today on my walk uh, on the, you know, after I got Charles to turn around and he, he was a little feisty about the turnaround, but you know, because I warmed up in the, in the craft store. Uh, He got another 20 minutes up to his walk (laughs) and I turned around and a single crow landed on the fence along this beautiful lake. And crows are not my favorite bird and birds are probably my favorite animal, but crows are not part of my favorite collection, if you were, if you will. And, uh, but I knew there was something about this crow. I stopped. I turned towards it. I looked at it. We made eye contact. I mean, it, crows will look directly into people's eyes. These are not fearful creatures. They are brave. And I stopped and I looked at it. And then another crow landed just a few feet away uh, on the same railing. And I was actually more drawn to the second crow, so I went over to him and I said, "Do you have a message for me? Do you have a message for me?" <laughs> and I did. I didn't really care if it had a message or not. I was just allowing myself to connect and be present, be curious, be open. And I actually heard as I was about to turn away, you look so beautiful today. It was such a shock and surprise. And that's how you know you're receiving authentic information. It's not what's in your brain. It's not what your logical mind is saying. Um, And I said, oh, thank you so much. Mental telepathically. So we were communicating between our brains. And this, Janine, is what your mother loves about you that you are open to having a divine experience in your physical reality with this incarnation. And she hopes to do the same thing, not only if and when she reincarnates to a place like Earth again, but even on the other side to not be too careful, to allow herself complete freedom and to be a curious, playful, youthful energy, no matter where she is. So she thanks you for teaching her this after she's crossed over. Thanks for calling in and have fun and you're part of the world. Okay, we're gonna go to our last uh, voicemail for our podcast and uh, okay, here we go.
3: Hi Marie, Um, this is Lisa. And I have a question for you about my niece. She has been diagnosed with a very rare cancer. I think it's called choriocarcinoma. Cor- cario- it's a cancer that starts in the cells of the placenta. But unfortunately, hers is spread to her lungs and to her brain. And she's in ICU. She's been there for a couple of weeks and has started treatment. But I'm just hoping that you can shed some light and some, or some insight onto how you see her energy, what what her path looks like, like what anything that you can provide. Of course, we're all worried about her. She has three little boys at home that are under the age of four. And um, yeah, just praying for her. And I'm wondering also if, if you have any suggestions of what I can do to help. I've actually traveled to be with my sister and my other niece to help them out because they're at the hospital all the time with her. So any insight that you can provide would be wonderful. I really appreciate it. Thank you.
0: So Lisa, um, thank you so much for calling. And Lisa actually called into the radio show because right now I'm doing both as I'm making podcasts. I'm still live on the radio and um, you, you called and we talked a little bit about this. But your question slightly different in this recording which i find interesting you asked about your niece's energy and and perhaps you asked that when you called into the show but i don't remember hearing that and i first of all i'm very sorry for your entire family that you're all going through this and um, i always believe that when people choose and and it's not a conscious decision by the way i believe we're choosing everything all the time but when people choose a challenging and difficult disease They probably don't want to be here any longer. When we come to Earth, we have five excerpt routes. One that we chose, where we said, Oh, if if everything works out the way I want it to, because we know that free will is the Strongest law in all the universes, and everyone can make different choices. Our parents can make different choices because we pick our parental unit before we incarnate to, or the type of personalities that they have and their own wounds and issues and strengths and all of those things. It's, it's a very aware process, choosing to come to a completely different reality, like a physical reality versus a non-physical reality. And then we have four other exit routes where we can... Choose at any time to vacate our physical form because we have free will, and some people just don't want to be on Earth, or they learned something much sooner than they planned, and they want to turn return to home because we believe that Earth is not our home; it's a temporary place of visit and growth. We kind of think of it as a PhD program—you can learn a lot here in a very short period of time—and uh, then you know we want to go home, so we may choose an exit route. But I have this—I've always had this strong feeling. When certain people who have health issues that come to me, uh, when they pick a complicated issue that's hard for modern science to heal, that it could very well be one of their exits is here. And that's how I'm feeling. When I look at your niece, her mind doesn't want to leave at all. She does not want to leave her family and her children. But her energy is starting to leave her physical form. It's starting to move out of her body my sister, years ago, had four children, all very young, and she had been traveling in Africa. And when she got home, she got very, very sick. She was in a critical care unit. Her family at that time, um, she was married at the time, and her family was very conservative in their religious beliefs. So I was told not to work on her, which I didn't do. I, I really love to respect people's decisions, even if I may agree disagree with them. I found out most recently, because this happened a long t- time ago, that my mother and my brother worked on her <laughs> every single day <laughs> because my family's, I was taught to believe in energy and awareness and consciousness. And so my um, my family worked on her, which was really lovely. I would say when I saw my sister, 90% of her energy was outside of her body. So I was really concerned that she was going to leave her form and she did not. shed full recovery and all of her organs were shutting down. She was in the critical care unit. I have a different feeling about your, your niece. Uh, Very little of her energy is, is stepped out. So, you know, we're not quite to a potential exit, but I feel her getting excited about the other side. I feel her curious as if she's listening to angels and the divine and she's wondering what's next for her. Um, so I know you may not want to hear that. And of course, I do absolutely believe in miracles. And I don't know everything. My I'm not hundred percent accurate. My accuracy is somewhere in the high 80s, like 87%. So hopefully for your whole family's sake, she does a turnaround like my sister did, and her energy, you know, doesn't leave her physical form and she decides to stay here and, and you know be with all of you. But if my hunch is correct. She's getting very curious of the non-physical realm, and she may fly out of her body and decide to have a completely different experience. And so just like when we were talking on the radio, um, I I've suggested that you all just love each other right now. And you tell me you were, and I'm very proud of all of you. Your family is very lucky to have you. You are doing wonderful work with them. So thank you for being, being here and taking care of them sometimes when our friends or family members become ill or have some you know difficult or tragic situation to occur not not many people always feel that they can be there with them it's hard for them um but you know how to do that i think you have natural healing abilities and um i'm sending beautiful light to all of you and of course Uh, to your niece that if she wants to, she can stay in her body and it will find ways to heal and mend. Um, but again, even when I'm talking to her mental telepathically, I see her staring off into the heavens. Very, very curious as if the heavens have got her attention. So, um, again, I'll send love to all of you every day. Uh, regardless of the choices that our souls make because our souls make decisions about when we come and when we go. And there is very little that any of us can do about it. When a soul makes a decision, it's a permanent thing. Um, so I hope that's helpful to all of you who Call then. Thank you so much. If you want to leave a voicemail message that I could answer for you on a podcast, please go to energyintuitive.com. Also, visit my course page. I teach many, many classes online um, on my platform and on the Shift Network platform. It's a lot of fun. It's great joy, all on metaphysical topics about healing and mediumship, psychic ability, um, the journey of souls, all kinds of interesting topics. Um, It brings me great joy. Thank you again for listening. Until next time, bye-bye.